podcast with cyber leaders, global practitioners sharing opinions and perspectives on cybersecurity and data privacy. Brought to you by Cyber Management Alliance. Visit us at cm-alliance.com. Greetings and welcome to Cyber Management Alliance's podcast. Uh, we are celebrating Cyber Security Awareness Month, and I'm joined today by Andrew Rose. He is the CISO at NATS, National Air Traffic uh, Service in the UK, and I'll let Andrew introduce himself, and then we will get into how Andrew and his perspective, how Andrew manages awareness at where he works and in the past. Andrew, welcome. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. So, yeah, I'm a CISO and Head of Cybersecurity at the UK's Air Traffic Service. So we look after um, the hundreds of thousands of flights that fly over uh, and into the UK um, every single day of the year. Um, we have obviously a great responsibility to make sure that our service is, is up and available, that it's a very timely and, and uh, frequent service, and that basically it's, it's safe. Safe is, is uh, critical to us. That's, that's our big deliverable. We ensure that the planes in the sky are appropriately separated to ensure that safety at all times. And obviously cybersecurity becomes part of that and, and we're very keen to ensure that the culture of cybersecurity is, is endemic throughout NATS, just as much as the safety culture is. Excellent, Andrew. Um, I mean, keeping the planes in the air, ob obviously an extremely important uh, you know, service. Now, you mentioned you know, you, what you were doing briefly, but if you can expand a little on Keeping every single employee uh, aware of cybersecurity must be a challenge. How do you overcome that? It is a challenge, but we, we try and make the content that we create um, interesting and engaging enough that people actually want to consume it. And I, and I hope we've actually got to that stage. There's obviously people bringing uh, new cybersecurity awareness campaigns to the, to the fore have a little problem that they, they have to get over that initial that initial part. But if you can get it so people are interested in your service, interested in your your material, then all of a sudden they'll they'll start to run to you to, to consume that. And we've actually done this in several different ways. I think probably our, our most effective way is by running gamified workshop sessions. So we have several different sessions that we put onto our internal training system and people can sign up for. Uh, and we, we run them in a gamified way so they're actually fun as well as uh, informative. And we find now that, to be frank, we're struggling to run them because every time we put a new one on, they're filled within a couple of minutes. And then we have a big queue of people asking for when we're going to put the next one on. So it's actually become something that we can't really sustain anymore if we're having to reach out to our training department to help us uh, continue running with the frequency we want to. But it's, it's really interesting for the guys as well to, to try and think how, you can, how can you teach something in a, in a fun, gamified way. And so it's actually really enjoyable for us to put those sessions together as well. And, and they, they get repeated over and over again. We can go to different workshops for different teams in the organization. That is really interesting. So hold on. You're telling me, Andrew, that you have people clamoring, if I may use that word, um, to, to kind of take part in a gam gamified you know, um, experience. Absolutely. Yeah, we have lots of people, more people than we can actually accommodate, to be honest. So we can't use that as our only way of pushing security awareness out. But it certainly helps us um, push push deeper messages to to people. 
So we, we have all the normal stuff as well. Every, everybody else has. They have, you know, we have an e-learning course, and we put articles in the regular um, internal newspapers, etc. and we put posters around the place. All of those happen as well. But these gamified sessions are available um, for anybody in the organization to turn up to, and, and they tend to spread by word of mouth. So people will come along and say, well, I wasn't really sure what to expect, but really enjoyed it. I learned a lot from this session. And the feedback we get is really positive. We, we in, that, in NATS, basically tend to have a, a slightly older demographic. Um, so we don't tend to have a huge amount of, of young people in the organization. We tend to have a lot of engineers who've been here for quite a while. So uh, yeah, so we have to appeal to everybody. But they, they come in and sometimes they're a little suspicious at the start of it, but once they go away, they're actually saying, when's the next session, when's the next different type of gamified session coming out, and they're going to go back and tell all the people on their teams about it and get them to come along as well. So it, we, can, we can appeal to all of those people. That is, that is pretty amazing. Well done, sir. So, Andrew, there's a question I tend to like asking in, in this particular topic. What should a CISO or an organization not do in awareness. <laughs> oh, um, okay, so I think the the I think the answer to this is in the question, and I think that you should not assume that awareness is the answer, as I, I think I've spoken to too many CISOs who say well, I'm going to build a security awareness campaign, and then they do it and they wonder why things haven't changed, and it's because awareness is not the whole solution. So don't think that awareness is what you're trying to fix. Um, my, the, the analogy I always use for this is smoking. So, um, smoking is still a huge problem across you know, America and across the globe, basically. Lots of people smoking with all the health implications that come with it. And yet, every pack of cigarettes that's sold these days has smoking can kill written on the side. Awareness is at 100% that smoking is dangerous, and yet still hundreds of thousands or millions of people still do this to the detriment of their health. So awareness isn't the answer. You need more than that. It's about behavioral change. So when you're putting your awareness campaign together, don't think I'm just going to make them more aware. Think how can I change their behavior? What other models can I use to actually make them do something different? Because just knowing what they should do and what they shouldn't do isn't enough. You need to think more more widely than that. And uh, and we've we've taken an approach which we stole from somebody in a university who also works for Facebook which is a focus on behavioral science, and we brought that into our awareness campaign. And that means that awareness is part of the solution, but not the whole thing. There's, there's many other aspects that we look at too. I totally agree that, and I support that. I think awareness, although it is awareness month, but I think it's way more than awareness. And, and behavior and culture, as you know, Andrew, takes a long time uh, to change. You know, and It really does. It really does. You've got to take every small opportunity. I remember being at a law firm and uh, trying to change the culture there. And it's the culture changes from individual experiences. Every person that you touch or your team touches or everyone you come into contact with, if you give them a good experience, they'll go away with a better view of security and cyber culture. So you know, we got lucky and we helped out a PA and the PA had a virus on her PC and we helped her and we were positive and we, you know, we got her up and working again and we were friendly about it and didn't blame her. And it turned out that she was very well connected with some of the senior partners. And so we got some more people on board and more people thought that, okay, security are doing a good job here. But it's about those individual encounters with the, the staff. That's what changes culture over time. It can't be done overnight. It has to be all of those individual pieces building momentum and turning that tanker. And as you mentioned, I think it's very important. And, you know, I've had similar experiences where 
making fun of people if they get caught by a virus or a phishing email is probably the last thing that you want to do and you should not do actually because it just puts people off it can do i have to say that i've got a i've got another story that doesn't quite link in with that one really doesn't quite support that i was i was talked into by my team i was talked into actually having a a system where we hand out little business cards and these business cards we put on people's desk when we find that they haven't locked their pc and on the back of it it says um i've noticed you didn't lock your pc therefore uh, to make up for this, you have to do a forfeit, and it suggests some forfeits like you know, fetch me a cup of tea or sing me a song or do something like that. And I was a bit worried how this would go down across the organisation if we started leaving these around. But actually, we started handing them out, and and people consumed them really quickly and actually started using them. And I have one story of one of our PAs forcing one of our senior managers to sing her a song, and she, because that person had locked their screen, and. It, it's actually been really effective and actually has gone down really well. People that see the fun in it and, uh, and, and are still learning the lessons because it's a slight embarrassment or a slight inconvenience. So it's, it's getting it across. It, it's worked really well and I'm surprised by that. I didn't think it would go down as well as it did. I, I think I remember in one of my CSO roles, I had at least a month supply of coffee because of this particular issue. You know? and, and, and you're right, those kind, of, those kind of lighthearted approaches do go down well. Um, in most most organisations, and uh, yeah, at the end of the day, you've got to help. You've got to help people out. You know, if they're suffering, if they've got a virus, even if they have brought it in, you've got to solve the problem first. Help them out, get them out of the predicament they're in. You know, let's have a no blame culture initially. Otherwise, people will just not want to come back to you. So it's that's part of the solution too. Excellent, um, Andrew Rose from NATS Nats in the UK. Andrew, thank you for your input and. Uh, We'll have you on the podcast again. Thank you. Podcasts with cyber leaders, global practitioners sharing opinions and perspectives on cybersecurity and data privacy. Brought to you by Cyber Management Alliance. Visit us at cm-alliance.com.